bright and shiny morning, folks. Welcome to B2B Breakfast to Business with Team Asia. I am your morning girl, Managing Director of Team Asia, Bea Lim, and your breakfast companion every Monday from here on out. So folks, last week was a very special episode for us because we really delved into the Team Asia 28th Anniversary Special. We had great guests from Team Asia with us um, that episode. We had Jeff, who has been with the business for 15 amazing years. We had Sid, our director for content, talking about his story from being a client to a Team Asian. We also had Patrick, who is our current creative consultant, who is what we call a Balik Bayan, who um, was a Team Asian, left but came back and is loving it. And of course, also our Team Asian of the Year, account manager Joyce, sharing also her take on how she loves this multi-generational workforce. So we talked about how um, we absolutely love bringing the best at what we do, our passion for our work, our passion for our team, our passion for next level experiences, and how we would like to impart this with everybody else. And, you know, we really do believe that teamwork makes the dream work, and that's what we're here for, and we're loving every second of it and looking forward to what the future has in store for us. So if you haven't checked out that episode, guys, please do so. Again, that was our Team Asia 28th Anniversary Special. Tune in, um, tell us what you think, and let's have a great time this morning. So this morning, actually, um, we wanted to touch on a topic that is very, very, very important. It's a topic that um, some people shy away from because it's, you know, it's uh, kind of heavy, but it happens. It's realistic. It happens on a, you know, daily basis, actually, um, especially during this time. And um, while it's very hard, it's very important to talk about it and how to actually go through it. And I am talking about crisis. We are living in um, a crisis situation right now. We're experiencing crisis day in, day out. And we felt that it's high time for us to talk about it and you know, look into the means and ways to approach a crisis, how to get through it, and how to also emerge victorious, how to emerge stronger, and be able to bring you and your brand forward. So today's topic is really how to get away with crisis. So I know a couple of um, a series back, we were talking about, you know, um, uh, the future reimagined and how we can navigate through this actual crisis, find opportunities for us to move forward. And actually, tackling a crisis is one of those things that we need to do to be able to march forward into this future that we are reimagining and building as we move through COVID-19. So, crisis. It sounds, um, quote-unquote, easy to get away with crisis, but can we really run away from it or get rid of it? I think that the past 10 weeks, 10 to 11 weeks, have proven that, no, we cannot. Crisis is something that you need to deal with. You cannot sweep it under the rug. It's something that you actually need to approach and solve for. The world we live in today is so different from 15 years ago. Today, we are hyper-connected. We're digitally enabled. Um, we are consumers that have you know, um, access to um, information, access to um, social media and the like. 
Um, and we can communicate with each other via smartphones, share a variety of content online, and even report on brands in an instant via social media and other online communication platforms. As a result, managing, mitigating, and resolving a crisis can be extremely challenging and demanding, especially for PR professionals and brands that are responsible for communicating with consumers and industry stakeholders during this very challenging time. So in this week's episode, we'll be bringing you into the world of crisis management. Um, Team Asia is in the business of PR, and you know, this is something that we are very much familiar with, you know, sometimes we kid ourselves that we eat crisis for breakfast. <laughs> um, sometimes it's a joke, oftentimes it's a reality, and that's what we face as PR professionals. And I couldn't think of a better person to bring back on the show than our director for content, Sint Sintelian, who is my fellow morning person, my fellow um, crisis management, um, you know, partner in crime because he's one of the best people to talk about crisis management and we'll be looking into effective best practices and some stories and case studies to share. Hey Sid, welcome to B2B! Good morning Bea, good morning guys and happy to be back again for episode 7. I, I was know. just like in episode 6 but thank you for having me again for episode 7 and I really, like, I really love the topic about how to get away with crisis. I mean, like, can we really get away from crisis? I think your introduction is really correct. We can't really get away from crisis. We just have to be prepared. We just have to be really on our toes because it's inevitable. I mean, individually, business, or like even the industry can able to encounter crisis. No, I know, Sid. I loved actually your term earlier. You said preparedness. We have to be prepared to face crisis. I mean, I know you and I talk about this all the time when we engage brands. We always tell them, hey, we need to prepare for a possible crisis. Even if there's none, the preparation actually happens prior and not during the outbreak, correct? Exactly. Well, of course, there are some brands that now appreciate that concept of preparing for a crisis. I think like two, three years ago, some brands are like not seeing the importance of it. But because of COVID-19, now a lot of brands are actually jumping into that kind of behavior or kind of process or practice now, actually, uh, that they have to actually be prepared for crisis. Not just like this pandemic, but uh, just any like um, other crisis. No, totally. And I think that also with um, uh, how we are hyper-connected and how things are very fast-paced now. And also that we have access to, you know, um, social media, to other um, communication platforms. It's just always um, good for us to know how to um, prepare ourselves for any crisis that may happen so that we know how to move forward, right? I totally agree with you, Bea, on that one. Especially now with, the, of course, with social media it's easier for consumers to just put their complaints or any reaction and it becomes actually sometimes the absolute truth for everyone. So it's harder actually, I think you mentioned it earlier, it's actually harder for brands and us PR practitioners to mitigate it or control it 
because there is now the presence of social media. Correct, correct. Well, okay, so before we get into all of our best practices, Sid, um, let's define crisis management, right? Because we're here, guys, to to really walk you through, you know, um, our thoughts, right? Our our ideas on how to be able to solve for crisis and get your brands to prepare. But of course, we want to make sure that you guys are also with us in terms of divine, defining crisis management, right? So, you know, let, let's do a dictionary definition for a second here. Oxford Dictionary says that crisis management is the process by which a business or other organizations deal with a sudden emergency situation. So it's like, of course, shaping public's res- uh, a response or perception um, uh, with something that's going on or an organization um, or information regarding something, right? But I'd like to go into what we see crisis defined in our own words. And Sid, I'd like to turn it over to you. Yeah. Um, well, for me, crisis management is basically, well, I treat it as a power to, mit- to minimize the damage a crisis that can inflict on organization and its stakeholders that can allow it to recover quickly. I emphasize the power because it's actually a special skill for PR practitioners to be able to manage a crisis because a crisis can really disrupt a business. It can, it can really disrupt an economy, to be honest. So crisis management is also the identification of threats. Like we were discussing earlier, be prepared. So it has, we have to be able to identify the threats to an organization and its stakeholders from the onset and the methods used by the organization to deal with these threats. So it's not just um, lessening the damage, but we also the crisis management in a whole is planning, actually, and um, doing in action, and also, at the last time, is recovering. Of course, of course. And I think that you you painted the, the, the picture um, very well, Sid, that, you know, um, crisis management is about being able to see what are the various scenarios, right? I think it was beautiful that you mentioned that we need to be able to identify issues or possible threats that can hit you or your brand or your organization and plan accordingly so that we can respond very well, very timely, very authentically, right? Um, yes. and, and recover from it, right? I think that that's what I loved about what you said is that there is that possibility to recover. And I think everybody needs to know that you can recover from a crisis as long as it's managed well and truthfully, right, Sid? Exactly. Um, well, of course, for other PR practitioners, the identification of threats is also called the issues mapping, especially in Team Asia. We call it issues mapping. That's why we encourage our brands from the beginning especially for our PR retainers, that we do this exercise of issues mapping. We explain to them well what is the importance of issues mapping because it will really lead them to be really be prepared for a crisis and how to recover from a crisis. I love that. So let's pause on that first, Sid, because I would love for our listeners to also know um, how it is to prepare for an actual crisis. So Sid mentioned already issues, right? We need to be able to do an issue mapping exercise to know all of the possible things we need to prepare for, right? So I think that it's very important for us to differentiate 
a crisis versus an issue, right? It's important to remember that not every issue, guys, evolves into a full-blown crisis. Issues are normal and can occur every day. Um, it can be, you know, a Facebook post or um, negative comments to consumers or other stakeholders probably, you know, um, not being happy about something that you did. Um, complaining about your brand online. The role of a PR professional, to Sid's point earlier, is to identify the issues that matter and manage them appropriately. So this issue mapping um, exercise is really about being able to look into, okay, what are the various issues that um, can arise? And let's categorize them. Can, um, can these be uh, mitigated? Can these, um, you know, evolve into a crisis? And then we respond accordingly. But Sid, um, to you, if, if we are looking at issues at, um, as normal everyday occurrences, to you, what is a crisis? Well, actually, Bea, I like this discussion because we are actually establishing the difference between issue and crisis. There are some brands or clients that actually easily get panic when there is unnatural with the behavior of their business. So they right away call it as a crisis. But sometimes when you step back and assess it, it's just actually an issue. Like what you have mentioned, issue is just an everyday issue. It it cannot, it's not always that it will evolve to a uh, full-blown crisis. We will everyday encounter issues. But crisis is always a negative story or issue that has gained momentum and reached a critical stage where it threatens the reputation of an individual, brand, or organization. So that, for me, is a crisis. Got it. So it's really more about being able to identify, really, um, okay, these are issues, right? But then the crisis is when it has already gained momentum, it's already impacting you, right? And threatens, um, and, and threatens or disrupts, as you mentioned earlier, the brand or individual um, that is the focus area of this crisis, correct? Correct. In layman's term, Bea, we hear, hear this a lot no? now, especially that there is social media. Um, there is traction already. So that is what, what we mean by it gained momentum and reached a critical stage or critical point. So it means that there is a traction both on social media and uh, and it also intensifies already the attention of media, the traditional media, both print and, of course, broadcast. Of course. And it's, it's, it's always challenging, right? It's always challenging because, um, number one, it's a high-stress situation, right? And of course, um, in dealing with crisis, you need to be able to make sure that you are within that time frame, right? That this crisis is gaining the momentum or, or happening, right? What do you think, Sid, are the challenges of PR professionals dealing with a crisis? That's really a good question, Bea. I think like some would think that dealing with a crisis as a PR professional is just easy. But it's actually not. Um, especially, again, given the the presence of social media now. I think um, the PR professionals now are dealing with different uh, challenges. First is lack of information. Given that, of course, our clients, our brands are actually, are actually protective as well of their data, of the information that they can only share to PR professionals. Again, if we are already on a crisis mode, brands and uh, companies or um, individuals should be able to trust their agencies or PR practitioners 
to share and be 100% transparent with data uh, and truth, actually. Next is losing control of what is said by consumers online. Again, now, because of social media, it's really hard to control what is true, uh, what is truth versus fake, actually. Third is intense media attention. Um, when media already gave that attention to a, a particular crisis, then definitely we have to step up our game. Next is response time. Even if, even if PR practitioners want to speed up the process, there will always be a delay uh, in terms of releasing a statement, facing media, or like doing an interview. So again, this is like one actually of the most challenging is the response time. And last is actually the mixed messaging and inappropriate spokespeople or spokesperson. When I say mixed messaging, there are actually some brands or companies that during crisis, they want to say a lot. But we just have to be focused, actually. We have to focus on what has to be addressed. And essentially, we have to uh, bring a spokesperson who is appropriate and who can able to really give and convey that message during the trial times. Yeah, for sure. Because it's very important to be able to communicate um, very well during this time, right? And you cannot afford people to have misconceptions or a misunderstanding of what you want to convey at this very important time, correct? Correct. I totally agree with you on that one. I know. So I think, Sid, um, a lot of the things that you mentioned really um, is very challenging because all of this is happening at the same time, right? Um, all of this is happening I at know. the same time. You need the information. You need to make sure that you have everything in order. You um, are also, you know, you're a race, um, you're in a race against time because you want to be able to respond quickly, but to make sure that you are, that you have all of the information available so that when you are asked, you are able to answer well, you are able to answer um, uh, questions that your consumers or stakeholders really want to know. And you want to be able to provide that calm. You want to be able to provide that assurance that you are on top of it and um, uh, that you would need to be cool, calm, and collected, basically, right, in, in, in addressing that issue. So thank you, Sid, for, for painting that picture. And I think that this is the best time, guys, that we can share with you. Um, there's this article that Sid and I stumbled upon, and we really believe that this outlines the best um, uh, the best five principles behind um, dealing with crisis, right? And we wanted to share this with you as a means to help you in approaching um, possible issues or crisis that will come your way as we exit, right, um, COVID-19 and reimagine our future. And um, this article, guys, if you want to learn more, is actually from PR Week. It's called The Five Principles for Crisis Management in the Digital Age. And this was done by Bob Feldman. So we just wanted to share with you the five principles that really resonated with Sid and myself as we went through it. Um, you know, in dealing with a crisis, number one, you have to be authentic. Authenticity is key. 
it's really key in being able to build a narrative for your brand. Again, when you build a narrative for your brand, you always have to go to, back to your purpose, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, you built a brand um, uh, on the foundation of something, something that's important to you, something that is really a vision of how to move your future forward. And you need to be able to go back to that. When authentic, when your narrative is used well, it can drive change and elevate the reputation of your brand. And trust and connect, uh, connection is really vital during a crisis. That's why it is very necessary for a CEO to be there when the crisis happens because the CEO is a representation of that core, right? That purpose of the brand. So guys, remain true to your brand. Be authentic and use that narrative because you're building upon a strong foundation of your brand. The second one is transparency. Guys, transparency actually really does help repair consumers' trust. If a mistake was made, a mistake was made. Say sorry about it, you know. This is an opportunity to take ownership, accountability, and demonstrate your own commitment in making sure that the issue is resolved or something that is already okay. The third one is speed. You know, again, earlier we mentioned you are in a race against time. And and with everything that's going on now, a 24-7 news cycle, social media, um, you know, all of these platforms um, uh, with our instant access to it, just with a push of a button, information can be spread globally almost um, you know, in an instant, right? And it's more difficult to control the narrative once it's already made public. So it is very, very important that you act quickly and thoroughly, evaluate what you need to evaluate, look into the situation, um, create your statements, create how you're going to approach this, and make sure that you stabilize the issue. The fourth principle that was also shared in this article is, you know, being agile. You know, communicate um, uh, with uh, agility, but with humility. And I love that. That really resonated with us because you need to be quick. You need to be fast. You, you need to be, to be agile in the situation, but remain humble because, again, you go back. You need to be transparent. You also need to be authentic, right? And last but definitely not the least, guys, every crisis creates an opportunity and you need to be creative. Creativity is that last principle that was placed in this article. Always, always find a silver lining amidst a crisis, right? You know, um, some leaders choose um, flight, right? And strong leaders choose the fight mode because using basic crisis communication tactics can help you fight that issue and get it resolved, right? But the strongest leaders don't stop at the basics, right? We believe that they grow and innovate in every situation. They're able to pick up on the silver lining, create opportunities for them to reimagine a future with that, and come up with solutions to solve for the issues, right? Many companies actually forgo the creative part of it because they want to focus on fix, 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 fix. But guys, sometimes, you know, fixing really needs that creative solution or opportunity you just need to grab it and who knows, this might actually take you and your brand into a better, more positive um, uh, journey that can even strengthen um, your brand value even more, right? There are easy ways to integrate innovation into crisis communication plans and, um, you know, that it will not just meet the demands of a crisis, but it will also elevate the role of communication and create new opportunities for businesses in the face of 
the pressure that you are feeling in that crisis situation, right? So those are the five principles that we got from that article. Again, check out PR Week. Um, it was done in 2018, but we really feel that it's um, uh, super um, important and relevant during this time, and it resonates with so many of the things that is happening today. So Sid, you know what? I, I shared what we found out in that article. I want you to share... Um, you know, a case study or an example in which this um, five principles were applied. Um, can you do that for us? Sure, definitely. I'm very excited about this one. Um, well, of course, no. Uh, during this time, especially this generation of ours, with experience, with witness, and we're actually we're experiencing a crisis now. But one, actually, actually one of the most interesting crises that I've actually witnessed in my PR career is the Air Asia Indonesia flight QZ8501. I hope you remember that one. Yeah, it was a very, very, um, it was a very tragic and at the same time shocking event, Sid. Yes. Actually, airline incidents and accidents are magnets for public attention. Um, unlike road accidents or a train delay, an air disaster is dramatic and really tragic. So what happened during the crisis? The flight was scheduled to reach Singapore from Indonesia on an Airbus Air 2216 on December 28, 2014. Just 14 minutes into its flight, the aircraft lost contact with air traffic controllers on the ground. So what's, what is good here in this crisis is that the CEO really stepped up. Um, when you mention about being authentic, this is the best example of it. When the Air Asia CEO, Tony Fernandez, moved quickly to rebuild public confidence in the brand, what did he do? He took responsibility and apologized. He took on Twitter to address the public. One of his first tweets was actually an apology to the families of the victims. It was sincere, emotional, and direct. So that address actually being transparent. He also provided updates in a timely and accurate manner. He was the sympathetic for he was actually sympathetic for all affected by the crisis. Right from the beginning, the CEO actually focused on showing compassion and care to the families of the victim. He actually personally flew to Surabaya to reach out to the families of the passengers and crew within mere hours of the news breaking. Next is, he also was promptly offering compensation that was announced within 10 days of the incident occurring. So, it's really fast. I mean, like, he did not wait for a month. It was really speed, actually. Um, he, lastly, he expressed gratitude and support to the Indonesian rescue team. He knows um, to continue express his support to all those involved, knowing that they were key to accomplishing the mission of returning the bodies to the bereaved and attaining closure. Actually, so when you go over this crisis in 2014, you'll realize that, yeah, the five best practices were actually applied. Um, being authentic, being transparent, speed, agility, and being creative as well. So kudos to Air Asia, PR team, and comms team actually for handling this crisis Excellent. I know, and it was a heartbreaking thing for them too, right? It wasn't just like, you know, something that they had to pivot from. They were really dealing with a lot of, 
you know, a lot of lives and it was heartbreaking for them. And they really wanted to make sure that everybody was okay. They really, um, you know, they, they were with the families. They, they wanted to be with, you know, the rescue workers also that was helping them out. And most especially, um, also the grieving public, right? Because, you know, when, when you hear of an, uh, of a plane crash, right? Um, you know, you can't say that you're not worried about your next flight, right? Of course, you're scared that this could happen to you and, and all of those things. But, but it does happen. And what I appreciated with your story was that it was really about being able to assure everybody that, hey, you know what? I'm with you on this one. My heart is breaking. Um, uh, but we are gonna, we're gonna fix this. We're going to be there for you and we're going to get through this tragic situation together. And I think that, it really does outline what you shared earlier about making sure that you go back to the core of the brand, that we are with you and that um, we're in this together, right? Exactly. What really moved me on this case study is that how Air Asia CEO Tony Fernandez really just like quickly stepped up. You know, we, we don't, you don't need like to convince him or whatnot. He knows what to do actually during that time. And like he knows that to talk on Twitter, have timely and accurate updates. It's just so fascinating, actually. I know, I love it. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have like we keep on saying this, right? We all have roles to play, and um, uh, we just know when it's time, right? When it's time yeah. that hey, you know what, the brand needs us, um, and we have to rock and roll, right? It's difficult, yeah. but. But we need to be there for the people who need to hear from us. And we need to make sure that we are with them, that we are sharing not only answers right, to their questions, but that we are with them in spirit as well. And that's where authenticity and your love for the brand and your people come out, right? Exactly. I think same as well. In application for Team Asia, we always say this, Bea, that we just have to plan ahead, lead on empathy, don't be too risk-averse, take action, but ultimately, just have to keep calm, right? Be optimistic, and we got you. The brands that we are on, that are on retainer with us, we got you. Definitely, we are your partner to make sure that we got this, and you'll be, we'll be very optimistic that we will rise on on crisis. Correct, correct. And it's really about partnership, right? At the end of the day, because we all look out for one another. A brand is a person, right? A brand is someone we love and we treasure and we take care of and we need to take care of one another. And it's also really about being able to make sure that we are not just looking into means and ways to address a crisis, but it's also about really looking into the brand, right? Going back to the purpose um, and role of the brand and making it shine, making it come out because that is what um, we always have to go back to, right? Our vision, our core, our mission, our values, right? And that's what's going to make us go through any crisis. All right. Um, thanks for sharing those case studies, Sid. Um, you know, we've been hearing this a lot lately, the word crisis, right? Crisis, crisis, crisis. We've been eating crisis for breakfast, lunch, and dinner the past 12 weeks. Um, of COVID-19. And I know a lot of people out there have really been, um, you know, tired about it and, and, and confused, worried about the crisis. But hey, guys, you know what? Uh, we talked about the future reimagined. It is, it is our role to take on our future. Our future is in our hands. And dealing with crisis is part of that future reimagined, right? 
you know, we've I've actually also stumbled upon this um, saying, like, you know, I've been part of a couple of webinars the past couple of weeks, and and I've heard this from co-speakers and co-moderators, and I've also seen it on on Facebook and and people talking, right? That the word crisis in Chinese is actually composed of two characters. One is danger, and the other one is opportunity. And that's just so beautiful, right? While we have to keep ourselves on our toes, I think that that was something that Sid mentioned earlier. You know, we always have to to be on our toes for the danger part. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget that we need to keep our minds and our hearts open to the opportunity part because a crisis, while it may be dangerous or that there, that it, it, it does have that danger part, there's always an opportunity at the other side. And we would like for you to keep the five best practices above true and close to your heart, right? And, and we're just going to do a quick rundown as a food for thought this week, right? Guys, when you're faced with crisis, stay true and be transparent, right? Go back to the core of your brand. Be authentic. Be you, right? Don't try to be someone else. Be you. Because that is really what your consumers, what your stakeholders trust. Be fast, right? You need to be, speed is king, but do not compromise. Do not compromise being you. Do not compromise staying true for being timely, right? You need to be agile. Don't back yourself up into a corner and be creative. Always find the opportunity in situations. Don't always paint a doomsday scenario. Like what Sid said, we got you, right? We're in this together. We have to be optimistic that there are opportunities for us to ride the wave um, and get out of the of the crisis situation better, stronger, and, um, uh, you know, more trustworthy, right? And uh, we also want to add some stuff to the list, right? So those are the five principles that we learned from PR Week. But also with, um, you know, with the experience that, you know, Sid and I were mentioning earlier also, right? We also would like to share with you that in any given crisis, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the three C's. Be cool, be calm, stay collected, right? Be cool, calm, and collected. And when you answer, when you create your uh, approach and the like, remember your three S's. Be short, be sweet, be straight to the point. Because at this time, your message and your and how you're going to address the crisis is what is important. Your communication should not be misunderstood. Your communication shouldn't be misleading. So thank you once again, guys, for being a part of this really cool episode. We had to keep it real. I know we're all going through a crisis and we wanted to share with you some tips, tricks, and tools to be able to help you deal with that. Um, so stay tuned for the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be giving you another cool topic next week on trends. So I hope you guys like that. And don't forget to follow us and like our social media accounts for updates. Again, we're on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We're also on Instagram, so follow us. And if you want to also share the love, um, don't forget to tag us at TeamAsiaPH. We're also on LinkedIn, www.linkedin.com slash company slash TeamAsia. And of course, our amazing website, www.teamasia.com. Sid, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. Maraming salamat. Maraming maraming salamat din. I enjoyed. I hope we can able do another we can able to do another episode like this. Maybe like dissecting COVID-19. Oh my goodness, Sid. <laughs> you just read my mind. <laughs> I mean, I know you and I are up 
at the wee hours in the morning talking about this. So I think that this definitely has to happen soon. <laughs> sure, let's do it. I love it. Thank you so much, Shed. Thank you to our listeners. Have a great week, guys. And don't forget, crisis is two words. Always look at the opportunity. Don't fret. Take care. And we're all in this together. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye.